Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Sports Travel Podcast, where we interview leaders in the sports event industry. This is Jason Gewertz, Vice President of the North Star Meetings Group Sports Division and the Executive Editor and Publisher of Sports Travel. And our guest on this episode is the Executive Director of the National Council of Youth Sports, Wayne Moss. We're going to be talking to him about the state of the youth sports industry, the challenges and opportunities ahead, and a particular focus on the conversations being had around safety in youth sports and everything that entails. But before we begin, this episode of the Sports Travel Podcast is being sponsored by Visit Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. Nothing brings people together like sports, and no place brings people together like the beach, Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. There, you'll find first-class facilities and an experienced planning team that will make sure your sports or esports event goes off without a hitch. And when the games end is when the real play begins, because the beach is 60 miles of endless activities and entertainment for all ages. Your event belongs at the beach. Start planning at MyrtleBeachSports.com. And now, on to the conversation. The National Council of Youth Sports has member organizations that go beyond just sports organizations. Destination marketing organizations are also involved, as are groups whose missions it is to foster a great youth sports experience. But the sports organizations that belong to the National Council of Youth Sports represent some of the largest groups by participation in the country. Some 60 million young people are registered to play sports in these member organizations, making the council the perfect place to engage in deeper conversations about youth sports. And that's some of what we'll dive into in this deep conversation with Wayne Moss, who has been the organization's executive director since 2018. Specifically, we're going to discuss the topic of safety in youth sports, a topic that encompasses not only emotional and physical safety in the form of abuse prevention, but also physical safety when it comes to preventing injuries on the field of play. And as the country saw in real time last season when the Buffalo Bills' Damar Hamlin nearly lost his life during a Monday night football game, this topic is especially top of mind of late. Youth safety is one of several themes that will also be part of the Council's upcoming National Youth Sports Week, an opportunity to engage in a deeper dialogue nationwide about youth sports. National Youth Sports Week will be the first week of October in 2023 and will coincide with our team's conference and expo, which will be held October 2nd through the 5th in the Palm Beaches of Florida. Wayne Moss will be one of our featured speakers at the conference as we delve even deeper into the topic of youth sports safety. But in this conversation, you'll get a preview of that discussion and a greater understanding of the work that the National Council of Youth Sports is putting into that dialogue. We hope you enjoy the conversation. Wayne Moss, welcome to the Sports Travel Podcast. I should say welcome back to the Sports Travel Podcast. It's a pleasure to uh, connect with you again. We had the chance to chat last year in the run-up, not only to our team's conference, but just as importantly to National Youth Sports Week. And once again, we are a couple of weeks out from both of those events, both our team's conference and National Youth Sports Week. So great to see you again and to spend some time with you talking about one of our favorite topics, which is youth sports. Absolutely. So first of all, it's great to be seen. And uh, <laughs> it's funny how uh, time flies. I cannot believe that it's been a year already or almost a year. So but thrilled to always be with you. Uh, happy to be here. Yeah, I'm finding that hard to believe as well. But uh, a lot has happened in the last year. I mentioned, of course, uh, teams and National Youth Sports Week. We partnered last year uh, to help promote uh, that great event uh, that pr- promotes everything that we love and care about uh, regarding youth sports. And in that time, Wayne, we've uh, extended our relationship. So we'll be partnering with you for the next couple of years, which is which is very exciting. But we start in a couple of weeks in the Palm Beaches at our team's conference, which, as we said, the first week of October 
coincides with National Youth Sports Week. So let's let's kind of start at the high level, Wayne, and I want to dig in a little bit on some of these topics. Talk to me. Well, let's start from the beginning. For those who are not familiar with the National Council of Youth Sports, uh, as a reminder, Wayne, give us a quick description of, of who your members are, what your organization does. Yeah, thumbnail around the National Council of Youth Sports. We're a member organizations. Our member membership, our members represent a number of different categories in youth sports ranging from national community-based organizations like Pop Warner and AAU, localized mom and pop groups, uh, some park and rec, some folks that are in the uh, national governing bodies, both in and outside of uh, the Olympic movement. And there are some destination marketing organizations that uh, are members of the National Council of Youth Sports. All totaled, our members represent some 60 million young people registered into to sport. And you know, one of our, you know, one of our areas of interest uh, that we're focused on right now is around youth sports safety. We've essentially got four areas, but safety is the space that uh, we're doubling down in right now, uh, along with advocacy and thought leadership. Yeah, and I love the fact that destination marketing organizations are part of your membership. It's something, of course, we talk about all the time, the significance that host cities and, and venues play in the overall ecosystem of youth sports and the experience that, that kids and their families have as they travel around the country doing all of these sports. It's uh, it's crucial. So it's terrific that that's part of uh, you know your your world as well and that those are your members, uh, which which I think is so important. We uh, You just mentioned youth safety, uh, which is always top of mind and should be top of mind, I think, for every organization involved in this space and certainly among our readers. That is, uh, that's one element uh, that we talked about, Wayne, of this uh, National Youth Sports Week that's coming up. So let's chat about that for a minute. And then I do want to ask you a little bit on, obviously, questions regarding the youth safety topic. But youth safety is one of several things that you're accomplishing or seeking to accomplish, at least some awareness of during that week. Talk to me about that, uh, that particular promotion and how that week came about. Yeah, so we've been involved with National Youth Sports Week since uh, 2013. It primarily was um, an activity in which we took our our issues and our concerns to Congress. And, uh, you know, there were some lobbying efforts and some advocacy efforts. And, you know, coming out of the pandemic, there was a clear need uh, since that there, uh, there needed to be something more celebratory. And so we decided that we would take this and make, make it really more public facing. And so uh, we've taken the, uh, the 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 week October second through seventh, and uh, again it's a it's an opportunity it's a celebratory week where you know we're looking at the importance and benefits of youth sport, but we're also looking at some of the specific issues that are occurring in the youth sport space. Each day we'll have some theme, and then as we take a look at the uh, particular issues, we're also looking at providing tools, resources, and the like to, you know, provide some support to one of whatever those issues may be. Gotcha. Well, let's dive into this topic of, of safety, Wayne, you, you brought it up. And for starters, when the National Council of Youth Sports looks at this topic, let's be clear, are we talking about player safety, like on the field injury prevention? Are we talking about physical and emotional abuse? I mean, there's a lot of elements uh, that revolve around safety. Is it all of those things? I mean, as you look at this, topic where where do you begin and where where are your points of emphasis yeah that's a great question when we think about safety we really think about it in terms of three broad buckets there's injury prevention and all that that is 
There's also abuse prevention. You know, that's physical, sexual abuse and all that that may represent. And then there's social and emotional wellness. And and that's, I think, a space that, you know, over the past few years, folks have be, have started talking about. But one of the things that we're really looking to do is to, you know, take that and make it practical so that it can be operationalized. And so we say, if organizations are taking a look at those three broad buckets, that they'll be operating a, a, a program in an environment that, you know, will create what we call a culture of safety. And what the, what's your sense of what the response has been from youth sports organizations themselves? I mean, do you, they're obviously, when we look at event organizers, they're, for obvious reasons, so focused on game day, making sure their event goes well, making sure the competition is, is going well. Do you get the sense, Wayne, that this is becoming um, a more accepted part of the conversation among youth sports organizations that they need to be aware of these other topics and maybe a little more proactive on some of these topics? So given the uh, the news cycle and some of the things that have been in the news, so for example, you know, we all saw DeMar Hamlin and what occurred on Monday Night Football. And uh, and then we learned of, you know, Bronny James and uh, the incident that occurred at USC. And those kinds of incidents, I think, began to, for parents and for organizations, uh, you know, it it gets people starting to think about hey, what are the things that we should do to to be prepared? But there's a lot of work that needs to be done. There are some assumptions that individuals make. So there's, I think, a a willingness that people are starting to see. But we've got an awful lot of work to do in this space. Um, But I I see that there, just as as I look across the landscape, you know, I heard a parent the other day talking about this, and she said, hey, my son is at a camp. And I told him, uh, hey, if you start feeling a little bit lightheaded, you know, take your time, you know, sit down, tell someone. That's something that she said a year ago or a few months ago, she would have told her kid to suck it up. (laughs) Uh, And so I think on a lot of different fronts, we're starting to understand that uh, we need to put safety at the forefront of the experience. Yeah, that's a that's a great point. And and you mentioned, you know, several of these high profile cases, obviously Damar Hamlin and and Bronny James being two uh, great examples. You just uh, especially Damar Hamlin with the, you know the audience and the platform that the NFL has with so many people watching that in real time, uh, an eye opener uh, for sure. What do you think, Wayne? I mean, as you talk to organizations about what they can or should be doing, um, what can or should they be doing? You know, on this topic, are there specific programs that you point them to or uh, conversations that you encourage them to have just to make sure that they're placing their athletes in the safest you know place possible? You know, there are three things that are just really top of mind and, and no particular order. You know, one of which is having an emergency action plan. And I cannot stress how important that is to, you know, really have a plan for, you know, what may occur. And to take that one step further, to think about that emergency action plan from a venue perspective, because hey, you may be at the gym or on the field one day, uh, but then you find yourself someplace else next week. So really having a plan of action and knowing exactly who's doing what, uh, I think is, um, you know, pretty key. Certainly uh, ensuring that uh, to the extent that we can, you know, that we have folks that are trained in CPR. 
again, as accidents, emergencies occur, we want to ensure that we've got folks that are able to respond to that. And, you know, one of the things that, uh, again, we encourage is, you know, having the use of, an, um, you know, having an AED on site. And again, I think if we go back some time, that would have been something that, you know, most organizations wouldn't have even been thinking about. Uh, but we know that uh, that minutes uh, make the biggest difference in those kind of circumstances. And when we look to, you know, cases like uh, DeMar Hamlin and Bronnie James, we're able to see that the preparedness, the timely response, the preventative measures, and the rehearsing ongoingly made a difference in both of those cases. And, you know, given Bronnie and DeMar fortunately uh, had their lives saved, that should be the standard approach for all young people. Yeah, it's a uh, talk about a, a case study and preparedness on on both those things. It's an excellent point, Wayne. Just about the the plans that the, you know both those organizations and venues had in place uh, for those, and even you know in the case of Bronnie James, just at a, at a practice, not even uh, at a uh, you know in the middle of competition. It, it, I think it says a lot to it. Are are you noticing, Wayne? At least from what you hear from from your members and in, in youth sports, are injuries becoming more prevalent or do you think it's just a matter of people are more aware maybe of the, the types of injuries that, that that kids are having that maybe in in previous generations would have just gone untreated or unthought of and so this is definitely definitely all anecdotal just as an aside one of the things that we're looking at right now is the development of an injury surveillance system uh, we'll put that to the side uh, for now you know, I, I, I think that we're still in a time where, you know, we've got a lot of overuse injuries. You know, the um, there are reports of three and a half million young people that are injured annually that require, you know, some medical attention. The CDC says that half of those injuries are preventable. Hmm. Uh, and so we know that uh, as young people, as we take better care of them, again, some of those are matters of overuse. It's one thing. You're going to have acute injuries, you know, that's a part of the game, you know, but not being properly prepared for play, being overuse in various areas, I think are things that are still way too prevalent in our sector. And again, one of the things that we're interested in doing is uh, shedding the light on that, helping parents and organizations understand that, you know, really that time away and working in multiple sports ultimately makes for better athletes, reduces the uh, the incident of injury, and then ultimately keeps young people in the game because, hey, let's face it, if uh, you're getting injured, it's no fun coming back from that. Mom and dad have to deal with the cost of it as well as the time off from work. Uh, and so it's, it's in our all of our best interest to you know, really begin to think about how we better care for uh, these athletes. Yeah, we've talked about that before, Wayne, and it comes up quite a bit uh, in our universe, this notion of specialization. Uh, obviously, you know, the potential benefits of becoming an expert in your sport or, you know, proceeding on that path, but also the benefits of making sure that you're involved in a variety of different sports, not just for your physical health, the exercising different muscles, but for your, your mental health as well uh, and, and well-being, uh, just being exposed to different things and uh, and different sports. I imagine that's still a topic of conversation among your group and your members. Absolutely. It's, um, you know, we've got a, um, we're working currently on a set of injury prevention standards. And, you know, one of the things that comes up pretty regularly in these conversations is the notion of overuse 
being central to uh, this problem. You know, so that's one issue. I, I think the other uh, issue is one around preparedness, particularly around heat and heat exhaustion, heat illness. And, you know, there is data that is emerging that is not, you know, at one point in time, we thought that, you know, these were matters of simply, hey, it's 90 degrees or 100 degrees or being dehydrated. Uh, it's not quite as simple as that. And so, again, many of these issues are, are top of mind as organizations are out doing what they do. They want to help young people to play. These kind of things are not always top of mind for them. And that's why it's important for all of us to do the best we can to educate others uh, and help them so that when they're working with uh, their youngsters that, again, they're doing it in a safe manner. You're listening to the Sports Chapel Podcast. This episode is being sponsored by Visit Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. Nothing brings people together like sports, and no place brings people together like the beach, Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. There, you'll find first-class facilities and an experienced planning team that will make sure your sports or esports event goes off without a hitch. And when the games end is when the real play begins, because the beach is 60 miles of endless activities and entertainment for all ages. Your event belongs at the beach. Start planning at MyrtleBeachSports.com. And now, back to the episode. Yeah, let me uh, just shift the topic a little bit to one of the other buckets of safety that we were talking about, Wayne, and this notion of not just physical abuse, but sometimes emotional abuse. We can, you know, continue to hear stories. You know, it's an age-old story, certainly in youth sports uh, among parents that get uh, very involved with things, sometimes coaches that maybe, uh, you know, go over the line. Uh, in their uh, desire to win and and get kids in a in a position you know to to be victorious on the field of play, just curious at a high level what you're seeing, Wayne, in the, in the landscape. There is it still can it still be a tough time to be a kid playing sports with uh, some of the the pressures and some of what you're hearing either from from your parents or your coaches uh, on the field of play. It's definitely a tough time to be a kid playing. Uh, it's it's one of the best times to be a kid playing, but it's it's also a tough time and. You know, I think there are, you know, two separate things that, that are occurring. You know, we've got, you know, we've got, um, you know, coaches who may have, you know, we, we only know what we know and, and we coach oftentimes like we were coached. And there are many who may be in my age group, uh, who, you know, were sort of the last of that group that, you know, may have gotten all of the, you know, we had our coaches, you know, they, they ran us, um, and I think that's, uh, you know, that's part of the challenge. I was just, I just noted a, uh, a death that occurred the other day. There was a lineman and, um, you know, part of what happens is, you know, the coaches are, they've got either punishment drills or they've got drills that are really not appropriate for the weight and size of football players. And so some of the things are very predictable, you know, but Again, parents or coaches may not necessarily be aware of the specific science. And uh, again, that's why it's incumbent upon us to, to help them. So there's that piece. And then, you know, there's always the, you know, the parent piece of, of this. And, uh, you know, I've got a 20-year-old who has grown up in the, uh, the youth sports system. And, you know, we do live vicariously through our children. Uh, it's natural. We want the best for our children. And sometimes living in that space has a parent be over the top or over board with uh, really what the whole purpose of the youth sport experience may may actually be for. So it's the best of times, 
but it's definitely the uh, uh, it's a tough time to be a youth athlete today as well. Yeah, well, we're talking about obviously some very serious topics here, and uh, you know there need to be front and center uh, for everyone involved in new sports. But let's end on a on a happy note here, Wayne. Let's uh, let's talk about sort of the the case to be made uh, for youth sports because in general, as you know and I know, we live in this space you know, on on a regular basis from different angles of it. But I think both of us uh, could certainly uh, espouse the benefits. Of being involved in sports, so let's let's just chat briefly about that, Wayne, and on kind of what that conversation is like for parents just entering this this field, parents that are in the field. Sometimes I think we, while we have to focus on these topics, uh, I think it's natural to lose some perspective here on what it's all about, uh, which are the the benefits of of participating in a in a safe environment. Absolutely, I'll give you again my my firsthand experience on this. Uh, my son was a was a lacrosse player and a wrestler. Uh, three-time state of state state of Georgia wrestling qualifier, and you know certainly proud of all of the accomplishments that you know that he had. But the thing that I was most proud of was all that he went through the the discipline, the hard work, the teamwork, all of those things that really make a difference uh, throughout the course of life in ways that I think parents and others may not necessarily always see. A friend of mine who was a wrestler uh, who's now retired reflected back on his life, and he told me, hey, this was arguably the best thing that he ever did in his life, sports and wrestling in particular, and it shaped who he was as a person and as a professional. And when we think about the health benefits, when we think about the leadership benefits, when we think about the social and emotional benefits that can arise from the youth sport experience, we know that actually it solves a lot of the challenges in our society uh, right now. And so hey, we need more young people playing. We need more of them playing in safe environments. And it actually will make a big difference with, with our society in general uh, as we look to advance uh, as a country and as a society. Yeah, I think those are excellent points, Wayne, and probably a, a great spot here to uh, you know to wrap up our conversation today all of these topics are things that we are going to be discussing during our teams conference uh, coming up the first week of October which was as we said also uh, coincides with National Youth Sports Week we are thrilled to have that co-location with us this year and to help promote all the great work that your organization is doing Wayne and and would certainly encourage any of our listeners out there, if they're not already familiar with the National Council of Youth Sports, to to become familiar with everything you're doing, because it's groups like yours, I think, that are allowing this conversation to continue and and provide those safe environments for kids to be playing. So uh, terrific to spend some time with you again, Wayne, and looking forward to exploring these topics and more uh, here in the weeks to come. So thanks so much for being with us. Hey, thank you for having me and looking forward to seeing you in Florida. This has been another edition of the Sports Chapel Podcast. Thanks for listening and be sure to subscribe to our podcast on all your favorite platforms, including iTunes, Google Play, and Spotify. Past episodes are also available at sportstravelmagazine.com, which features regularly updated breaking news and in-depth features on stories related to the sports events industry. Be sure to visit us daily at sportstravelmagazine.com, at sportstravel on Twitter and Instagram, and at sportstravelmagazine on Facebook and LinkedIn. Until then, this is Jason Gewirtz for Sports Travel, and thanks for listening.